Illusion Podcast. This is episode eight, and uh, we are joined today by uh, Duckfunt, Queen Rhapsody, and Tasha, also known as Mint Wolf. Um, so if you don't know, uh, this is the Illusion Podcast, part of the Illusion community. So the idea for this podcast is to get people on, part of community members, and like kind of showcase and help people meet each other and also um i want to try to bring in smaller uh, other streamers and stuff and bring them on so they we can introduce them to our community and they can introduce us to their community and so we can kind of do some i don't know back and forth like that basically uh let's see if you are interested in being on the podcast you can say hi to myself send me a dm send mccarty a dm whenever he happens to be on and uh yeah that's it uh today uh we're gonna be starting off by talking about um all the stuff that happened this last week there's a lot of stuff um there there is a lot of allegations against major streamers um who are ousted as sexual predators and uh, abusers basically uh, this last week on Twitter, and it was causing a movement of stories coming out from both women and men. Let me pause the music. Uh, there have also been some pretty major ramifications in the streaming and gaming industry as well, and so we're going to get into that. Whew, okay. So, um, to kind of give a summary, on Friday... Uh, Lono or Say No to Rage was ousted by as a sexual predator, basically by She Snaps, Jules Verne, uh, and Viro, and some other people on Twitter as well. And there were also a lot of other streamers that uh, were shown to kind of exhibit some pretty bad behavior. Does anybody have anything to add to that right now? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that sums it up pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we don't want to give them too much of an acknowledgement. No. They've done such a shitty thing that, you know, it's absolutely disgraceful. And yeah. quite frankly, their behavior just, it's like they've taken it and abused their power and they could do whatever they want because of who they are and what they've become. So I'm mm -hmm. glad that, you know, everybody who's a victim has spoken out. It shows true courage and... Yeah, I'm proud of them. Yeah, I I, I don't want to focus so much on the uh, the people who like exhibited this kind of behavior. Um, I, I think a lot of credit needs to go to people like She Snaps, um, Jules, and Enviro. Uh, there were a lot of other smaller streamers as well, um, not very well known. I don't have their names listed or anything, but um, I know a lot of them from what I was seeing on Twitter and stuff is that they were really nervous about speaking out about this stuff um, because they didn't feel like people would take them seriously because they don't have a larger platform. So it's been good to see support pretty much across the board for all these people. Um, yeah. Based on that article that you had sent, there was apparently also issues of larger streamers sending their own communities to harass the smaller streamers. That's so true. Why would you speak out when all you're going to get is hate? Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. This movement was needed for that to happen. 
Um, and then also, so Microsoft disclosed that Mixer is going to be shutting down on July 22nd, uh, pretty shortly after it was revealed Monday morning that one of the managers spoke of Mixer's partners as essentially he was calling them their slaves and that he could do whatever he wanted with them. Um, probably wasn't because of this. Um, uh, my belief is, or my, my assumption is that Mixer has just been having trouble anyways, and so this deal is kind of already in the works. But probably once this news came out, they were just like, all right, well, we, should, we could probably make an announcement that this thing is probably going to be going away soon. So people don't get all in a, up in arms about what Mixer should do because they're not going to be a thing anymore. So um, what do you all think about that? I, I think you're onto something there. I'm pretty sure Mixer just, just, I mean, Microsoft probably realized that that was a money pit that they had to begin with. So the, here's a, a, a good noble excuse for them to get rid of the platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just feel bad for the people that are involved in it because all those partners and even some of the employees, like people say, oh, the, the employees have to know about, you know, Mixer going away. Apparently, there are some conversations that have been going around of even Mixer employees not knowing that Mixer is shutting down. So, like, <sighs> livelihoods and jobs are now in the air. Yeah, I think the only people who knew about this um, were people who were contracted for Mixer. So, like, Shroud and um, King Athelion and um, Ninja. Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, sad because a lot of Mixer partners I was seeing on uh, Twitter, like they ended up getting all of their partnership goodies from Mixer and it's going away. Yeah, yeah. And apparently they can partner with Facebook if they want to, but apparently Facebook doesn't have a lot of great partner policies and stuff, so it might not be the best option for them. They can also partner with Twitch if they meet the requisites that uh, are set in place for partners that they had on Mixer. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if they have those 75 concurrent viewers along with everything else, then they're good to go. So Which they don't have them. to start from um, scratch then. Is that right? <clears throat> they don't necessarily have to start from scratch, but it'll still be a transition for them to see if their entire audience comes over with them. Okay. So they may not end up having the same community size that they had on Mixer. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, they're going to tell their community because they got a, a few weeks or about a month to get people over to their new platform, but you're never going to be able to get everybody in your community from one platform moved over to another one. So, But they will retain partner status if they sign with Twitch and they already met those prerequisites on Mixer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you happen to see uh, a, a, someone who was on Mixer, like on Twitter or something, um, I would encourage you to go show your support to them. Um, if there's anybody happens to see this who is a Mixer streamer and wants to be on a podcast, we'd be happy to have you on and support you after we get to know you and stuff. Um, recently, trying to make sure that the people I get on the podcast, I can trust to, you know, be good people and stuff. I'm kind of trying to make sure that the people we have representing us in our uh community are reputable people so uh and then speaking of reputable people dr disrespect was banned on twitch yesterday 
and we don't know. I don't. I guess we still don't know the reasons for that. I mean, lot, lots Not of speculation, yet. but nobody yeah. has uh, a reason for it yet. Lots of memes about it, but uh, the last thing that I've seen was that people are assuming that it has some criminal ties to it, which is why Twitch and anyone close to him is not putting out any uh, definite reason as to why he was banned. If there are legal proceedings behind it, then they probably want to do that, figure that out. Mm -hmm. uh, however, uh, somebody did post on Twitter. Uh, this was something that came as a surprise to probably Doc2 because they've posted a clip of like his last 30 seconds on his latest stream where hmm. he appeared to receive a phone notification of some kind and then he just ended his stream right there. Oh, That's wow. the last we've heard of him. <laughs> interesting. That's interesting. Um, I know other, other cases are like uh, uh, BSK and the the what was the orange whatever what was the name of orange that group justice. orange justice yeah um you want to talk about that tasha uh i'm not familiar with it well i did not look too far into it because of my own mental health at the time sure that's but, uh, yeah from what i am aware of was that they were involved with bsk which is a well-known group and uh, they would basically uh, involve themselves in acts of doxing and DDoSing in the Destiny community whenever they felt like they wanted to achieve something that was, you know, not something they can just blow through. They would try to attack other players and disconnect them from the game so that they could easily achieve whatever they wanted. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's in connection with BSK, who was already accused of and you know, guilty by all notions of sharing nudes of women that they interacted with. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to post a link here to the Kotaku article that we were talking about earlier. Um, there was also this guy named Omid Dariani, who is a CEO of the Online Performers Group, which is, I guess, it's just like an organization that... Uh, um, Co-Carnage, Grimm's, Gathalion, and I think, I want to say T-Rex, because I, I think I saw him saying that he wasn't going to be working with them anymore. Um, but apparently, he was he was doing some shady stuff with the lady on there as well. Um, and then there was also, I think, a guy, Hassan, with uh, who was like a, he managed Twitch partners for Twitch. And... He was also caught doing some bad stuff with uh, another uh, Twitch partner who he basically blackmailed into dating him, I guess, and did some other shady stuff too. So if you want to look into that stuff, the information's out there. Um, but, I mean, again, we don't want to give these guys too much attention. Has he been um, terminated from Twitch? I don't, I don't know. Twitch? I... <laughs> I haven't followed up on that. I couldn't imagine that he would be, but yeah, I mean, abuse of power. Yeah, extreme, extreme abuse of power. Mm. Um. So yeah, that's that's. I don't know the summary of what's happened. It's been a crazy week. How's how's everybody doing with everything that's happened? How y'all been handling things? I'm gonna let Duck go first. Well, I was gonna say you let me go first. I 
it, nothing is different for me. None of this has yeah. personally affected me. You know, I don't, I don't know any of these people closely. I know, you know, Tasha knows Enviro who was personally involved with some of that stuff. It, it, I don't know anybody who's done it. I don't put up with anybody who has, and I don't associate with any of these, these people. So I just hear about all this horrible crap and I'm like, how come all the, how does anybody get away with any of this stuff? Because in my own little world, did nobody would get away with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, stood for the whole 15 years I was in the army, you know, did things like that happen? Yeah. But we always try to solve that stuff in our own community internally, you know, in our own unit, you know, take them out back and, and deal with a problem. <laughs> so yeah. hearing, the old about all this stuff, hearing about all this stuff that drags <laughs> on for years is just asinine to me. You know, it, it, I understand where some of these women would be coming from, where they don't want to, you know, like have raids come in and, and give them crap in their stream, stuff like that. I understand that. What I don't understand is how there are men who also associate with them that know what's going on and choose to just, and I understand that they didn't want to have their stories revealed and whatnot, but when all you do is disassociate with them, it's like, eh, you're just turning a blind eye to a problem that you know is happening. Hmm. You know, at the very least, don't say what happened to this said person. Make sure it's not happening to another person. Yeah. I, when it goes on for years, that's why, why you have so many different women coming forward. It's because you just let him keep doing it to other people. Yeah. I think it's hard too, because as a female, when you go through such traumatic experiences, all you want to do is keep quiet. You don't want to expose it because then you think to yourself, oh, it reflects bad on me. Why did I let this happen? Is it my fault? So there are so many questions that are circulating in your mind. And then that's when you start to develop these mental health issues and you actually just go quiet because you don't want everybody else to know. So then you tell the people who you've told that they also need to be quiet because they're not ready to share their stories. So, See, and, and I understand, but like me, maybe it's an old school thing. I am old. I'm almost 40, but I, I don't have to out the person, the female that I know that was the, the victim. I don't have to out that person to tell the other dude, Hey, look, uh, I don't know if this is, PG or not, but it's, Hey, I, I know you're a piece of shit and you need to stay the F away from me or you're getting drug out back. I don't have to say a name to do that to the guy. You know what I mean? And at least in my areas, events that I'm at and things like that, I'll make sure that that's not happening to somebody else. Who's not, who doesn't know to avoid him yet. Mm. Oh. Can, yeah. you're right. Okay. You're right. And see, that's, that's kind of my problem <laughs> with the keeping quiet. I understand the keeping quiet. But at the same time, while this person is keeping quiet and avoiding this individual, somebody else doesn't know to avoid him yet. And now they're becoming a victim. Hmm. And I feel like there's plenty of these guys that I've heard throughout all these stories that could have stepped in and made sure that didn't happen. You know, yeah. You walk up and blurt names and, and tell stories, but, you know, <laughs> you know, I could walk up if I knew John was doing it, for example, I could walk up to John. I know you're a piece of shit and you're going to stop being a piece of shit <laughs> today. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. There are consequences to everyone's action. I, I think. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. We love John. As far as everyone knows, I'm not a piece well, of shit. John is an example. <laughs> He's the only male president at the moment, apart from you. 
maybe some in the chat. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think the the fact that they're also people of high position and high, um, I don't know, power also plays into that because even on the on our side of that, if we're not the ones being like victimized or whatever, maybe we see them as like somebody that we want to work with because they have the ability to get us well, into and, a better position. And see, that's, that's another thing where it, I, I think, I feel like a lot of that comes down to morals. I don't care if you're about to give me a million dollars. If I know you're a piece of shit, I don't want to be associated with you. Yeah. There's no way I could comfortably work with you knowing that's who you are. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately not, not everybody feels that oh, way. No, everybody's yeah. out for themselves, you know, these mm -hmm. days. And that's yeah. the reason these things are able to continue the way they continue. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate it's just a society that we live in and it's dominated through social media yeah um i was a little bit well pretty concerned about doing this podcast and i was, I was initially trying to get people that like enviro um that were kind of involved into this yeah, yeah. And then I was talking to some people and they're like, maybe, maybe don't do that. So I'm, I'm glad that none of the people here are, are involved in what happened. Um, we're just here to talk about it, to say what our community stance is on this and how we're going to handle. If stuff like this comes up within our community, how we're going to handle it. Mm -hmm. Um, so for clan illusion, uh, what do y'all say is the course of action if any of these claims are brought up against members of the clan or our community? Uh, I know for me, the first thing I would have to say is validity. Because, you know, you're going to see it a lot right now. I mean, we already see it happening, which is just like I was saying before, everybody's out for themselves. Right now, the trend is get sympathy for what things that have happened to you which is horrible for the people that are actually victims because all of these other people are going to jump on this train of going, I was a victim too. Look at me, mm -hmm. which that hurt. I feel like that hurts the victims, you know, more than anything else other than the act. Yeah. Because now you make a bunch of non-believers, you know, I, not with this incident or online or any of that, but you know, in my military career, I've went through plenty of those, you know, uh, false claim incidents where it would have ruined soldiers' careers and sent them to military prison if they were true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the percentages were not, they were pretty close to even on how many were true versus how many of them were people that wanted to get somebody in trouble because they were upset. And if it were a way higher percentage of the cases were proven and that person went to prison, then more times when someone came forward, they would be taken a lot more seriously. So I, I hate the, the people that make up stories to try to get, you know, uh, views and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And that's happen happening a lot actually through um, Twitter at the moment. Mm -hmm. Noticing Some people are just posting videos and then putting it through Twitter or YouTube saying you know what their thoughts are but taking advantage of what's going on too so they can get clout i think that's wrong because actually not sympathizing with the victims they're making it out to be for themselves again it's the society we live in today yeah if this happened 20 years ago it'd be completely different 
yeah i i think if you if you are going to come out with these things um you either you ideally want to have at least two things you want to have solid evidence to back it up and when you you want to have a corroboration with other people that can also say the same thing and that's as that's where I was going to come from. If somebody comes to me putting a claim against another member of the clan or even another member of our vanguard, you know, something happened, I want some form of hard evidence and I want somebody else who can back up that story. If it's just a he said, she said, there's nothing I can do with that. So there's nothing that's going to come out of that and I can't do anything. Mm. Unless you have something to give me that is solid, there's nothing there. And that's unfortunately just the truth of it. Yeah. So then if someone were to come for more, for another can't speak forward and provide you with solid evidence for, on both parts. So right, if somebody then... came to me with screenshots of a conversation, <clears throat> or if mm. they came to me with, you know, some sort of um, audio recording or something else that could prove that situation happened, or they have, you know, another friend who was in the call with them when that happened who can corroborate that story then yes, absolutely, I will act on that 100%, and we will take the proper steps necessary to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. But until you have something there or someone there to say, hey, this did happen, it's just he said, she said, and that's not a position that I want to put anybody in. Because I could be wrong, and that can, you know, adversely affect somebody who didn't do anything. Yeah, and, and I would also want to add to that it also, you know, we are saying it, you know, that's the way we have to act. At the same time, we do know that there are going to be some situations in the world, not in our community, because I, you know, haven't heard anything close to any of the crap that's been going on in the news. Um, but <laughs> it, it, it is fair to say that sometimes these things are going to happen. You're not going to have any kind of an evidence to back it up. Mm -hmm. So it's not to say that some of these people coming forward are lying. But if we don't have any way to show one side or the other, we can't act upon it. And at the same time, I would say, if you are in a situation where you feel like it is getting to a point where it is uh, uh, not welcomed, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Um, but if it's, if it's uncomfortable, if you start to feel uncomfortable in a situation and you're one-on-one -on -one with someone in a chat or something, leave right away. Yeah. Don't yep. leave yourself in a situation where it might become more. Yeah, or I mean, if I mean, if there's other people around, obviously try to get some help. Um, but I mean, I don't. We don't want to be in the business of because there's there's a big movement of believe women, and we do want to believe women. We don't want to. We don't want to make it. You feel like that if I come forward with this stuff. Nobody's gonna take me seriously because I don't. I don't think anybody wants that really. But it does have to be valid. Um. And of course, like real life, there are gonna be some instances where you may not have evidence. You might not be able to prove that. In which case, I would say the best course of action would be to either keep or file some sort of report with, you know, the report, you know on your own system or file yeah. a report with the police or, you know, whatever you feel you can do, but you have a piece of paper that says this happened. And with that piece of paper, if something happens down the road, whether it be to you or to somebody else, you can say, hey, 
this happened before. So maybe this is something you should look into. Yeah. I mean, in, in our... Well, go ahead. Sorry. Keep going. Go ahead. Well, so, so I was going to say, in our case, if something does happen, um, we're going to be keeping an eye on that person. Like, if they do anything out of line, then they're gone, basically. Um, but I, I don't think that the act of making a post on Twitter without any evidence and just putting this person on blast and sending hate their way. I don't think that's a proper way to handle this kind of situation. I don't think it should be on Twitter, period. I, mean, I, don't, I don't either. <laughs> but. I understand that Twitter is a mass medium where you can reach a lot of people. And so for the women who have put their stories out there, I congratulate you because putting that out to a lot of people is incredibly empowering and i understand why you would do that i understand that that is your way of getting it out there getting it off of your chest however that also introduces like we said the influx of other people who are just jumping on the hype train and we have to now sift through which ones are valid and which ones are not mm -hmm. and in saying that too you'll get a lot of trolls so people will be saying oh yep. i don't believe a word that he or she says um she's just lying she just wanted the attention she's written this letter great but how do we know this really happened do you have video evidence do you have photographic evidence you know what i'm saying so there are yeah. a lot of people out there who are just well, either sitting on the fence though. or you know i mean that that was happening with with like <clears throat> jewels or snaps and stuff they get people in their chat even though they had mm -hmm. the stuff they had the info and there were people coming in and still trolling them like, we want video evidence. Do you think we walk around with body cams all day long? Yeah. Right? <laughs> We're not always going to have video evidence. We're not always going to have physical marks that you can see on us somewhere. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. But in some countries, that's illegal to tape somebody without their permission. Then it wouldn't be admissible in court. True. It's also the you same know, if you were to take it further. Yeah. So... Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a catch 22. It's very difficult. Um so another question is like how how do we want to show support for people who who have gone through this kind of stuff through these incidents? Just let them know that we're approachable. We're always here. You know, we're like their shoulder to cry on and we'll always be there for our community regardless. They can DM us. Mm -hmm. um, tell us their problems, let us know what's going on. At least we're aware of it. And then as admin, we will just take the next course of action. Mm -hmm. That's how I would see it. As someone who has been through some abuse of many forms, I would say that certainly that is, you know, we are there for people. We try to be there for everybody as much as possible. And we're recognizing the fact that we are, the four of us, uh, Vanguard. So it may not be very easy to approach us because of the position that we hold in our community. But, you know, I've been through this too, and I understand how difficult it is. And I am there to be there for anybody who needs that discussion to happen, who needs that ear, you know, so that you can speak your story. Because my peeve, I guess, my flaw is that I'd try to not burden people. I wouldn't go to Queen and say, hey, I need your ear. I would try to deal with it myself first. And what's going to happen is I'm going to deal with it myself until the point that I just break down entirely and Duck's going to come walking in and say, what the fuck just happened? 
Is that the best way to deal with it? Absolutely not. And I don't suggest anybody else do that. If you need to talk to us, we're not going to judge you. So please don't be mean. And, you know, we're here for you. We're not going to throw you out of the clan just because something happened. That, that's not, not how we do things. Mm -hmm. We have each other's backs. Um, and if you need somebody to you, that you need beaten up, you can just talk to Punt, Duck Punt, and uh, he'll take care of that for you. <laughs> He'll show them where to go, that's for sure. <laughs> I, look, I, I, I can sympathize with everybody, but I might not be the best person to lend an ear. I am the best person to come to when you need someone gone. Yeah. The US government might have given me a little bit of training in that. <laughs> but then uh, the rest of us are pretty friendly, though, I would say. <laughs> we're all pretty you can you can talk to the rest of us we're good maybe and then we'll, well you can talk to us and then we'll talk to duck Punt, and then he'll take care of everything else <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how we're gonna handle it don't know what our government's gonna do but anyway Final. Really, I think as people on the outside, the best thing we can do is just be a comfort to them, you know, let them know that we're there and that, you know, we believe them. We're not saying we don't believe anybody who has come out. We're here and we believe you. And if you need us, we're here for you. That is the best thing we can do. Mm -hmm. uh, I also want to say that if you're a member of this community, um, we don't tolerate any kind of har harassment or I can't even think of the freaking words right now. Uh, discrimination. discrimination, bigotry, predatory behavior, sexual inappropriate stuff. Um, Basically anything that crosses a line morally and ethically. Yes. Um, so that, that includes everything that we've been talking about, but it also includes going in and harassing a female streamer, uh, you know, saying stuff like no you're a girl gamer so you can't you can't be good at video games and a bunch of other bullshit like that so yeah we don't really commenting on her looks and the way she talks the way she presents herself you oh, know just on the internet what are you talking about yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I would also add to that on the other side we also you know like uh the lono thing for example i don't think it is a good look for us to go and talk a bunch of trash on anybody's stream whether they're guilty or not let it be dealt with don't you know attacking someone on social media just never looks good whether you're whether they were in the wrong or not you know mm -hmm. it's just it's not the right way to go about things and i think we need to be aware too that whatever we say on social media is also reflected upon our community and our clan mm -hmm. and that's not what we want to be perceived as we want to be perceived as a community where we look after our members and where you know, we're approachable and we make sure that everyone is happy and we help them at any time. Now, I will add that we are a global community and we have people from all over the world. So there are going to be some differences that we have and we will work them out. We will, you know, understand the perspectives and try to be better. Yeah. And to, you know, to add on what Tasha is saying is, you know, what we're saying behind that is if I, uh, if I for example, say something that you find offensive. You have to let me know that you find it offensive for me to know that it's offensive. And you can feel free to DM me and tell me that you're offended by something. You know, no, but, 
But unless somebody tells me I'm going to continue whatever action that I was doing before that I don't know is offensive. Does that make sense? Yeah. If, if you have an issue that can be resolved by just talking to the person, talk to that person before you come to one of us. You need to handle that yourself. Or if you don't feel comfortable talking to that person, come to one of us privately so that we could go with you to talk to that person. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what I meant. You. If you can do it by yourself, because some of this stuff is not. And mediation works as well. So don't feel mm -hmm. that you're a failure because you haven't been able to, you know, find a resolution to the problem that you've had. Like we're here to help you. That is our role. Mm -hmm. you know? So, and also going on from what Duck is saying as well, it depends. It's also regarding the different contexts. So for instance, us Aussies, we don't get offended too much. So we say it basically nearly every word under the sun, but in America, there are a few words that you don't say. So for us, it's like, oh, yeah, that's so colloquial. We say that every day. That's casual. It doesn't mean anything to us. But in other countries, it's more serious and it's quite offensive. So we also need to take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. for, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll get into this next point. What do you all think needs to happen in the streaming community to prevent these types of incidents from happening in the future, especially with like online harassment and... Uh, speaking to what happened recently at gaming conventions and stuff. So this is a really tough subject to tackle. You know, a lot of people present it as a question with a simple solution. There's definitely no simple solution to this problem. Um, partly, I would say, you know, the first thing it comes down on, it, you as a streamer, you own your brand, your stream. And you should be doing what you have to do to police that stream. If you're large enough that you need to have admins to help you police it, well, then you need to be making sure that you have, you know, uh, worthwhile admins. And then if it gets to the point where these people are reporting it to Twitch, well, then that's when they need to step in to these streams and take care of it. But you're also looking at, well, they can't take care of every report from every stream. They don't have the people to do that. So that's why I say it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's going to be a complex solution. Um, another thing I would say needs to happen is we can't let this stuff just go by the wayside. You know, um, it, as hard as it is for, you know, you know, victims to tell their stories or report the things that happen, it, it, as hard as it may be to hear it, you you can't expect something to change if you don't bring it to light. So if your choice is to be quiet about it and do nothing, well, then that's nothing's going to happen if nobody knows. And I think um, Twitch being a big platform as it is, I think they should be hiring more people to maybe create like a HR department and then they could just go and, um, look through the streams, make sure everyone is actually agreeing to, you know, TOS and then even maybe having an ethics department on top of that too and actually employing people who have degrees in such areas to then be able to cover themselves and help support the people that are using their platform because right now I don't see any of that. Doesn't yeah, Didn't they implement an ethics group that is, I think, I think there is a group and I, I want to say that Co-Carnage is a part of it. Some other streamers. Um, some One of the streamers that is part of this group is the Twitch, yeah, added a safety council. That's what it is. 
And one of the streamers is a very interesting character that said that she was going to go after people who spoke out against her and made it very personal and not very professional and a little bit scary. Uh, it was a couple, a couple weeks ago, I think, or a month ago, maybe. I would say any, any, any thing that you're going to implement to try to combat this, it, I don't believe it could be someone that has a stream on the platform. That's a conflict of interest. It should yeah. be third party. Yes. It should be an employee of Twitch. And, you know, also, you know, there's so many algorithms out there. It is not hard to put together an algorithm of if somebody does a report to Twitch uh, uh, about something like this, they can easily have it sorted by people that have an established profile. You know, if you've got someone who's already been on Twitch for six months and they make a report and they've never made a report, maybe that's something they should have at the top of their list to go check right away. That way you can weed out all the people who would just make fake accounts to try to send reports. So yeah. That there's a hierarchy of the way they get checked. I also think that Twitch can do better with their ban system because currently if you get banned on Twitch, you are banned from chatting and that is all. You are yeah, still you allowed still... to do any stream yeah. you please. You just cannot chat in it. I think can you create they... another account? Well, see, and, and there it's lies the problem. Idea. So okay. you should be well, able to. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, and I don't think that they have the ability to go in and do that. Um, because the other part that that comes into is uh, even if, the, like, if they ban you from chatting and you can still watch it while you're signed in, you could easily sign out and still watch it. So that there's no change in those being able to see it or not see it. So the ban on them chatting is doing exactly that, banning them from being able to put anything into someone's stream that's offensive. Hmm. Which is understandable, but I feel while you can sign out and still view, yes, they should also have the ability to ban people who are registered entirely from a streamer's page. Yeah. Because for, for women especially, I don't know if guys uh, even encounter well, this as much of a problem, but it's just a matter of if you have somebody who's a problem in your chat, you know, whether it's inappropriate behavior or they're being a troll or whatever they're doing, you can ban them from your chat and it's no longer a problem. But you still know they're there and you still know they're going to be a problem because you're streaming. So either they'll keep coming back and you have to constantly keep vigilance over this person or they won't come back, but they might try to find you somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Rod is saying that you can still sub and donate to the streamers you are banned from. And apparently it's how people get unbanned in streams by donating and asking to be unbanned. So yeah, see, that's wrong. I didn't know about the sub thing. The donate thing, Twitch can't control that because that's through third party. So those donations pop up on your stream. They're coming from Streamlabs or PayPal or whoever you get your donations from. So Twitch can't ban that. That's true, yeah. By donating. It's, it's not you possible. can still sub, though. Now, the fact that you can still sub, I didn't know that. And yeah. if you can still sub while you're banned, then, yeah, they should fix that for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, when you sub or donate, depending on um, the person that's streaming and if they have it um, activated, they can also leave a message, can't they? So if they've donated five dollars, yeah, that, that's what they're doing, yeah. Yeah, and they can still attack you regardless. So yeah. I think that yeah. defeats the purpose, and that needs to be abolished. If, well, if the that, person's banned, they're banned. That's it. 
Well, and there's and, no. And there's my point though: is that uh, <clears throat> Twitch cannot ban Streamlabs. They're not. They're not the same company. So if your donations come through Streamlabs, for example, and that's what pops up on your stream, that's something you put into your OBS. Twitch can't control that. Correct. Okay. So the only solution for you at that point would be to turn off that donation stream to your OBS. So you would lose that, you know, if it's a big revenue for you, then they mm -hmm. would have to do it through bits, etc. that would go through Twitch. Well, Mayo also just said that he thought they removed the ability to sub when you're banned when they pushed out the new update on bans a month ago. So, they may have. And this is how you know we're doing it live, y'all. So we don't know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and we don't want to try it either. <laughs> no, yeah. But if you want to, Mayo, go for it. Let us know the outcome. They're talking about because in a lot of the larger streams, you know, like a good example is Summit 1G. He'll he'll get people to get banned for whatever reason, and then they will send a donation mm -hmm. asking to be unbanned, and that's how they can still get their text across his screen. Mm -hmm. But for his situation, it's different. You know, he's not worrying about being sexually harassed through that thing. He's just got people asking to be unbanned, and he's making money off it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so but, he's taking advantage but, of that too. Yeah, but if time. he but if he wanted that text to not be able to be put on his stream, then he just needs to take that out of his source in OBS because it, it doesn't come through Twitch that comes through an outside source. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think um, Streamlabs or whoever needs to sort of liaise with Twitch and maybe come up with something similar in regards to their policy so they can work hand in hand? See, I don't like think it will still be classified as a third party, but I I'm wondering if that could happen. Well, I well, I'm they, not sure. They would have to share data. <clears throat> they would have to share a database with Twitch and that would, uh, that would, take a lot of programming on both companies parts and it would require twitch releasing a, a what they might call sensitive information to a third party they're not going to do that that's, that's just not going to happen uh, i mean they're gonna, they're gonna they, they sync up it's they're able to sync up who's subscribers and um who's moderators so it, it wouldn't be that hard to sync up who's banned on a channel probably well, but so like I said, that comes down to yeah. if Twitch wants to release yeah, the information. Yeah, yeah. Right now, you can go onto anybody's stream and click on followers and see who their followers are. Mm -hmm. And you can see how many subscribers they have. Like, any individual can see that, which is how the third-party apps are able to get the information. Yeah. But we can't go and see a band list on a streamer unless we're a moderator or the owner. Mm -hmm. So that's why that, for example, Streamlabs wouldn't be able to see who is banned in your stream. They don't have that access. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, are there ways they could get around to that? Yeah. But like I said, that takes a lot of programming. They have to pay somebody to do all that programming. Or they could tell you, if you're having a problem, don't use our service. Yeah. And that could be something else, too. If they decide that that's a route that they want to go at some point, it would be one of those opt-in kind of things where if you agree to the terms, whatever they lay out, then you have access to that. But you would have to knowingly be aware of the fact that that's changing the agreement, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they the streamers have had bots, but we don't we don't need to get like super far into this. It's, it's not mm -hmm. that important, I wouldn't say. Uh, I think I think one of the things that Twitch needs to do is start, which is it seems like they're starting to do, is start making actual consequences for streamers that break TOS, which is apparently what's happening with Doc right now. But there's there's been there's been too many instances of people doing 
stuff that they shouldn't be able to do and basically maybe having a, a month or a week ban, but nothing really outside of that. See, and there's a problem with that, though, because I think that Twitch systemically needs to clean their own house first before that happens. That's because true. you have partner managers who are abusing their position to lift these bans and lift mm -hmm. these consequences. We can't stand for that. And Twitch can't stand for that if that's going to happen. Because these partners need to be held liable for any actions they take with their partners. Yeah, I mean, there needs to be accountability on pretty much all levels, essentially. Yeah, and, and, well, and, and that's kind of where I have real sympathy for somebody who say gets harassed in somebody that only has 20 viewers. So if you get harassed in that channel, you're not taken seriously because it wasn't in Dr. Disrespect's channel. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the exactly. system needs to uh, be Twitch wide, not just somebody with 3000 viewers or more, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think too, if you're being harassed on Twitch and especially if you are a female and you want to report that and you know that people within Twitch are abusing their power, why would you want to go and do that? Because you won't be heard. You know what I mean? So that's what Tasha's saying in a sense where they need to clean their own house first and get everything sorted, maybe have fresh people that actually know what they're doing and actually being able to respect what's going on across Twitch and not abusing their power because I think that's the key. And maybe they shouldn't even... Gonna catch, you're not going to catch everybody. <clears throat> That's just no. the way it works. There's always going to be the bad ones amongst the good ones. And, you know, maybe this is one of those cases where, you know, there are a few bad partner managers out there and the rest of them are great. I don't know. Mm -hmm. but it, it, it's one of those cases where there needs to be more liability than there currently is. Mm -hmm. Maybe there could be like a system that they can implement on Twitch where um, you can anonymously report incidences and then they can keep a backlog and they maybe tally, you know, a certain amount of people that, you know, have actually been involved in such cases and then approach them privately to say, hey, look, there's been 15 allegations against you. And then they can look into that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking of something different than what they have now. Yeah. And as like I would agree with that if I didn't also know, like you said earlier, there's internet trolls. And the only problem with that is that he, all it takes is for one streamer with a following to not like another one and tell his viewers, hey, everybody should just anonymously go and report this person. If he gets 1,500 reports, and he'll get banned. You know, so it's it, – there needs to be a real person in this situation to actually, uh, you know, be moderating these channels that have reports. So if you have a, a certain channel that's getting, you know, so many reports – then let somebody just, you know, in the background, view what's happening on that channel and see it for themselves. Global mods looking at you because I know you're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think you don't have to, like everybody's wanting to know what's going on with Doc. And uh, Sumeria's saying that they're, they're being very quiet about what they're doing with this on. I think that's fine as long as they're actually doing yeah. something. Mm. Um, because, you know, you want to handle this stuff professionally. It's Well, see, and here's the thing is like, it, like you're, like you're saying right now is they're to me, they're doing his correctly. They are rectifying right. a problem and they're not being public about it. We don't know. Everybody's speculating, but it's all speculation. 
you know, everybody's saying, well, everybody's being quiet because it's going to be, you know, he broke the law or whatever other things they come up with. It's all speculation. When in, you know, reality, you're dealing with Dr. Disrespect. You're talking about millions of dollars. Nobody's going to open their mouth and subject themselves to lawsuit. Mm-hmm. I mean, plus on top of that, any publicity is good publicity, right? Well, yeah. I suppose so. I mean, that's the saying. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you but, know what I mean. <laughs> but versus the other way around, dealing with like all this stuff from Lono is now, now he's already come forward and done apology videos and, you know, the other stuff he's done. So he's already admitted guilt, but it was attack him on social media first and then expect Twitch to figure it all out. That's the opposite way of going about these things. Mm-hmm. It needs to be internal before it goes external. Yeah, for sure. So, so you know, if there were reports that were made on him previously, then it was handled wrong. The fact that it had to come out on social media. Exactly. I was just thinking that. Um. So, I mean, how do you how do you think that if we see this stuff on, like, in somebody's stream chat, how do you think streamers and other viewers should handle this stuff if we see some people come in and start harassing a streamer? Ban them immediately. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, I'm saying if we're not, I mean, okay. So that's what you do if you're a moderator. But what if you're just another viewer, like hanging out in chat? The, the, you know, bring it up at the streamer, at one of the moderators. You know, if it's a small enough stream that you're going to be seen, then at the owner of the stream, so that they'll see mm-hmm. it highlighted. Hey, look at what he's saying. And if that streamer doesn't do anything, report the streamer. Mm-hmm. You know, then you should be able to report both. You should be able to report the user and report the streamer. You know, both parties that didn't do anything. You know, the one that did the act and the one that didn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in a large stream, you know, maybe that streamer can't keep up with all the chat going past. At the moderators, I mean, they all have swords next to their names. You can see mm-hmm. who the moderators are. Put an at on them and say, check out this guy. Even if you're the size of somebody like, you know, Ninja, you have thousands of people whisper you have whispers whisper a moderator say hey this happened and they can look into it they have the ability to do that and if the moderators aren't doing anything then the streamer has to reevaluate who the moderators are and and i was going to go back the same process Uh, you know if you're not having anything done about you know harassment that's happening to you or someone else that you're reporting then same thing report the user and report the streamer and when the you know if they ever get to where they actually converse with you know, streamers about what's happening as far as harassment goes, then that streamer then has to deal with his moderators. You know, you can go back in your streams and look and, you know, see your VODs, see what was said, look at all the chat, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to go back and see, and that's that that would be the only problem I would have with whispers <laughs> is the streamer couldn't then see if a moderator was whispered or not unless they shared screenshots, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But if it was done in your chat, you could go back and see where a user added one of your moderators and then the moderator ignored them and then mm-hmm. you go hey look you don't need to be a mod in my channel anymore because either a you're not paying attention or b you're ignoring it and that's not part of my stream i'm not going to deal with that yeah and then it's between you and twitch what happens from there you know because you as the streamer might not have done something but it needs to be handled mm-hmm. yeah uh what Mayo is saying, uh, mod streamers can click on the name of a person and they can see their entire chat history, which makes it really yeah. easy. Well, and that's what I was getting at it, but that has to be in chat. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
if I was harassed in somebody's stream and then I whispered one of the moderators, well, the streamer can't see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so what would you all say is the proper way to speak out of these, about these incidents and is Twitter the best place to talk about this stuff or do we have a better option? Uh, me personally, it depends on which one you're talking about. Uh, if you're talking about something that happens in person, call the police immediately. You know, tell someone around you, make sure you're safe, call authorities, you know, not, not the social media people that are going to like, you know, agree with you, have something done legally to these people. You know, really? the, these people <clears throat> with false names and their Twitter account gets banned. They're, they're still on the street and they're just going to move on to the next victim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cyberbullying is a crime. So report it. Yeah. And even if, like, a lot of people don't go to the police because they think, oh, well, maybe the police won't believe me. They may not believe you, but they are legally obligated to file a report that is on record so that if it happens again, there is something there. I mean, I think part of the concern is that you don't, you only know these people through online, so you might not even know, like, who they are or what their real name is, right? Well, yeah. But then they I, can track that down. Yeah, that yeah. When it's happening online, you know, it's a different reporting process. You know, if you called your local police to your house because you got bullied online, those police don't even know what to do. No, they're like, what are, you, what are you talking about? But, you know, my, my main thing is when it happens in person is mm -hmm. that, you know, if, uh, for example, these events that we are hearing about that happened years ago, you know, which all came out in the last week, had they reported them that day, they were at events or in hotels. If the police had come right away, there would be video evidence. There would have, you know, every one of these places has security cameras that would have been reviewed by the police. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. You know, it, that makes it a big difference between then and now. It all coming out now, everybody knows this person's a douchebag. What's actually going to happen to them legally? You know, that's that's the part that I hate the most, is that the person is still going to be out there. And now, instead of being a social media big platform thing where they're going to harass people, it's going to become a local thing. Because they're not going to have the reach online that they had. Well, now whatever little podunk gas station they work in, they're going to harass, you know, they're going to harass the female that works there with them. Mm. And that's the part that I hate is that you see these cycles continue. I, I think, I mean, from, from my understanding is that they, they are trying to file these things for, for a lot of these cases, they're trying to do legal action. Um, they're doing this like in conjuncture with that or whatever. Well, and the, 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 you can do that for sure. I'm not saying you can't, but you introduce a lot of problems with doing things retroactively. There's a lot of issues mm. with mental health. There's a lot of issues with accuracy of information. There's a lot of issues with, you know, getting people who were there at the time, if there were any, you know, any witnesses who might have even just seen you walking down the street together. Mm -hmm. But, um, you introduce a lot of things that could be incorrect and you introduce a lot of uh i don't know what the word i'm looking for is you introduce a lot of gaps in in the sense of it's been so long since this incident happened 
Yeah, recollection is going to change. Mm -hmm. Evidence is no longer going to be there. That's you know, what Thank you. Yeah, like I mean, it, this thing happened at a big event. If they would have, if they had reported it the day it happened, there would be video. Now there would be no more video. You don't keep that security camera footage unless something happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also would say, you know, I don't think Twitter is necessarily the best place either for the, you know, online interactions when it's not real life. Because Twitter is very limited. You have those 140 character limits per tweet. You can get around that. Yes, we have TwitLonger, which is a beautiful service where you can write as long as you want. You can, you know, upload documents and images and all sorts of different things to work around that character limit. But it's still... It's still social media. It's still the hype. It's still, you know, whatever the thing is. And the problem is that entertainment is not necessarily the news, and the news should not be entertainment. I mean, there's and no there's no accountability that what you're saying is true. Exactly. Yeah. And there's no way that Twitter can even be held responsible for anything that's put out on there. So. There's, there's so many different barriers that you're putting yourself behind by using Twitter when instead you should actually use either your own local media, you know, local news, or, you know, police reports, anything else to actually have something solid behind that you can then put on Twitter after the fact and say, this happened, this has been resolved, and this is what has come of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the things that happened this week—that's that's, that's kind of done and over with. The, Those—that's it is what it is at this point. Um, just speaking in terms of what what we believe should be done in the future. So, um, I mean, we kind of are. One hundred percent of the time, no. Obviously, there's going to be you know people and situations that are outside of the scenarios that we're talking about here, and in which case do whatever is best to keep you safe in that instance because your safety is obviously everyone's number one priority stay safe from there use the resources available to you even if you don't use the police there are hotlines there are websites there are so many different places you can use to get your uh story out there and in the right hands yeah i mean i i think the way that some people handled this by doing it through Twitter, they did it the best way that they could, but oh, there's it's it's still very dangerous because you don't know what kind of response other people are going to have to what you're saying as well. Um, oh yeah, well, and, and that's kind of what I was getting at is like at this point, it's much better to go onto social media about this issue your end result that you expect needs to just be that either people are going to believe you and then know that he's a piece of shit or that people are not going to believe you. But by going this route, you know, you're not going to get legal action. You're not going to see him in prison because of a tweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you're probably going to both you and the person is probably going to get more harassment, death exactly. threats, a bunch of crap on the internet that nobody really yeah, wants trolls, to deal with. Yeah. Know. Um, so, uh, our last question is, and we kind of already touched on this a little bit is, uh, does the streaming community, uh, 
need like an HR department, so to speak. Definitely. I think so. Considering what's oh, happened in recent and- weeks or days. But it depends on how you're going to implement that. How effective is it going to be? And who's running it? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's my biggest thing. Is who's, yeah, who's running it? Somebody actually brought up the idea of like a union, have a streamers union or yeah. content creators union. And I would say that there are a lot of barriers to that. And it's probably not something that I personally would partake in myself just because I have my own personal reasons for doing that. But some sort of unified system would be definitely better than the way things are working now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you go, uh, sorry, go. sorry. It's if okay. you, and I think if you do have a <laughs> a um union of such, you may have to, you know, put in for a membership, and then you also have to pay like a yearly fee, and then that way the money that they're getting in, then they can spend it on people like to hire people, getting the correct resources, and then moving on from there. So it all depends if that's actually worth doing or not, and seeing who is available to do that. Because you need to think of the actual people who are responsible and sensible to actually set something up like this and not abuse their power. Well, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's what I was going to touch on is, you know, you, you, I feel like, uh, one, I don't think it should be a community <laughs> HR department. Like I if you stream on Twitch, I feel like this should be employed by Twitch. Yeah. Um, and as far as like a paid union, if it was run by the community, you're creating another bubble of power where now it's if you're part of the union, we'll take care of you. If you're not, good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, a very good point. I mean, that's how most unions are in, in, in most you know jobs here in the States. If you're part of the union, the union tries to take care of you. If you're not, oh, well, good luck. Hope you can figure it out on your own. So I feel like, you know, all these types of things, as far as like this HR department to be looking after these reports and stuff, I think it should be actual employees of Twitch. They're not streamers. They have no vested interest in a particular stream. Yeah, they shouldn't have any bias. Exactly. And right now, any part of any of the the online community is going to have a bias. All of us kind of intermingle with each other, different streamers, you know, the big streamers you know, host each other, do joint streams, et cetera, et cetera. So if, you know, one of them has a report against them and the other one is in the union or in the HR department, well, there's your, your abuse of power happening on a different scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't even yeah. have that go through Twitch itself because that would put a conflict of interest on the people in the union. If if it's going through Twitch, I would say then they need to be able to report to Twitch and deal with Twitch. Go against Twitch without any ramifications, and that I think would be hard to do if you are employed by Twitch. If you're a third party, you can say, hey, we're representing this group, they want this to change, and that can happen without anybody fearing of they might lose their job, they might lose their stream, they might, you know, lose something else that's a very mm. integral part of their life. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't even see that go through Twitch at all, just for the sake of those people who have to do that work. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if it would be possible, but my my initial thought would be to have like a, a, a not-for-profit legal firm that specializes in this kind of stuff. 
We just get a. That's a good idea. Get a bunch of lawyers that know what they're doing. But it's it's either publicly funded or they're just doing it because it's something that they're passionate about. I don't know. See, and then the, I I guess the flip side of that whole coin that it is also a route is if you don't feel like Twitch is taking care of your best interests, you move to another platform or start your own. Those are all options as well. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're on a platform and you're receiving abuse and the platform is not helping you out, then uh, maybe it's time for a new platform. Now you might take a financial hit for that, but now you're, you have your own personal struggle of is my finance worth me taking abuse? Mm-hmm. Does my finance mean more than my mental health and well-being? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Which one sort of outweighs the other? Well, my mental health comes first. That's going to crash. You know, financially you crash. But I agree. I think you should have the courage to do that. And it may take a while to get back up financially, but at the end of the day, you're healing yourself. And I think a lot of uh, streamers also kind of lose this mentality of, it's okay to go back to work. Yeah. Like, I, I see this in so many different channels where streamers end up relying solely on the income that they make from streaming. That's not a bad thing. But it's also okay to not stream full-time. It's okay to not uh, stream because you have family or you have some other obligation. It's okay to not stream because you have to go to work to pay your bills. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think a lot of people that end up relying on this income end up losing sight of that. And they're afraid to go back into that mentality of, oh, I have to go to work because they're not doing what they like anymore. Mm. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um, I think we covered pretty much everything that I, I wanted to talk about. Are there any other thoughts, anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to, I don't know, talk about and say? I'm pretty sure we've covered everything well. that I had. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I will say this. I'll say we're talking about very, very large scale topics right now. For sure. That are outside of our community as Illusion. We don't have these issues. Um, and, you know, it, it, every, you know, we are still a pretty small community and pretty tight knit. And, you know, I would say almost all of us, all of us are approachable in some form. And, you know, if anybody is feeling some sort of way about somebody else, bring it forward. Tell somebody. And it's okay. Be, mm. That would be my biggest message is if you have a problem, you have to tell someone. The problem won't solve itself. For sure. Okay, sorry. I have to do this real quick. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it looks weird divided up into four there on <laughs> excuse me oh we got a so we got a tweet from dr disrespect saying champions club twitch has not notified me on the specific reason behind their fir their decision firm handshakes to all the support during this difficult time so it looks like he's out so, so I'm sure he'll move to another platform. Uh, if you can get on another platform. Well, Depending on be. what's happened. <laughs> yeah. We'll have, to, we'll have to wait a little while to find out, too, because he'll have to I wait on you know, contracts to be 
yep. yeah. involved in everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, not that he can't afford to wait a month or two to figure out what he's going to do, but. Yeah. Uh, again, I just want to uh, close this out by saying that um, if you are uh, someone, if you're, especially if you're a smaller uh, streamer or somebody who's had to deal with this, um, I'm, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. Um, you're always welcome in our community. We're always going to be here to support you. Um, again, if if anybody feels the need and they want to talk about their experience, um, if you want to, we can come on the podcast in time and we can hash it out there. Um, if you want to talk about it privately, it might be a better option. <laughs> Definitely go talk to Tasha. She's a good person to talk to about that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, we're all, we're all pretty nice people. Um, we try. Yeah. I, I did have to deal with this a little bit this week. I'm not going to go into too much detail about it. It's not that big of a deal. Um, our members of our community were very close to Lono, so it, this hit hard for a lot of people. Um, and it was, it, was, it was a very tough week for a, for a lot of our friends and stuff. So I mean, I'm glad it's almost next week. So we're, we're going to get through it. It's going to be okay. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's already in the future, Miss Queen over there. I know you're already in Sunday. What the heck? That doesn't make sense. It is twelve ten p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Keep waiting, buddy. But when I win the lotto first, then definitely I'll send them your way. Yeah. That's that's gonna be it for this this week. Next week we're gonna be back to our normal podcast uh and yeah thanks everybody hanging out i'm probably going to be i might i'll probably just leave the stream up um but anyways i'll see y'all have a good one guys thanks for hanging out thanks for watching and thanks for listening bye bye Bye.